and welcome to episode one, the pilot of the Darling Hartley podcast. Before I introduce ourselves, this is what we would love you to hear in the next half an hour or so. We would love to hear what's going to encourage you to keep coming back to get some daily insights, some weekly insights that are going to inspire you to show up in your own life. It is a combination between Jonathan Darling and Ryan Hartley. I am Ryan Hartley, founder of Always Better Than Yesterday, and almost two years ago, I connected with this amazing human being, Jonathan Darling. He joined me for, I think it was episode 22, um, and we have been great friends ever since. And to say that this project of coming together, combining our hearts to serve the world, has been long overdue is an understatement. So let me bring my co-host, Jonathan Darling, into the conversation. Welcome, my friend. Man, I am... You know, I am so excited about this. You and I, you and I have talked about collaborating on things so many times. And most of the time, I think with our conversations, I get so much out of our conversations that we're, we're just, we're, we're just talking, man, when we're just having conversations. So the, the thought that we can push record and maybe share some of that with other people. Um, oh man, I think this is the beginning of something beautiful. I love that. I love that. And, and as much as this is as selfish for us, because we get huge kicks out of working together and bouncing off each other, our hearts mean that this isn't really about us. This is about uh, the people that are choosing to to listen to to the Darling Hartley podcast. What do you really, in an essence, hope that people would take away from our future episodes? Man, you know, when I look at especially the things that you and I do on a daily basis to try to lift people up, to inspire them, to encourage them, not only to lead, but to live the best life that they possibly can, to believe in themselves, to chase after their dreams, to, you know, uh, to man, be inspirational, um, maybe not even for other people, but for themselves. That's, that's what I ultimately hope people get out of this, that when they're listening to this, that they laugh, they cry, they smile, they become encouraged, they become motivated to, to do whatever it is that they have in their hearts to do. And um, I know that there have been different times in our life for you and I in our, in our young but incredible relationship as friends that we've been that for each other. And, um, you know, I, I know that there have been days that I've called you and, and been just very upset and you've been you've been that light for me. And that's kind of really what I'm hoping we can be for, for people who are listening is just kind of be a light for them. Mm, the one word that I didn't hear you say that I've heard you say a lot is catalyst. What does that mean? What does it mean to be a catalyst in the lives of others? Oh man. Like to me, you're the, you're the change agent. You're the, mm. you're the creator, you know, and you're right. I often say like, I'm, I, you know, specifically on leadership too is, is, you know, that, that I'm the, I want to be the catalyst of self-belief in other people's lives. Like I want to be that, I want to be that spark that lights the fire. You know, there's a song, um, it's actually a, a, a Christian song, I think it is, that says, uh, uh, talks about the spark lighting a big flame and that all you need is a spark. And so for me, being that catalyst of self-belief is really, man, just being that spark that, that, that just causes that inferno inside yourself to where all that negative internal dialogue and all that stuff is just gone. 
Um, and I know that's, just, that's part of what you want to do too. Like there's, yeah. you know, that's, that's a big part of who you are and always better than yesterday. It's not, it's, it's that continuously moving forward every day to become better. Right. I'll just pick up on that spark thing that you've just said there, because in the, in the book that we're both reading the, the way of the warrior by Erwin McManus in that he talks about, we are all born lumps of coal. And he says, it's our job to find the spark. It's our job as lumps of coal to become fire. And it's, it's mm. trying to, it's going about life, trying to find that spark. And if we can provide that spark in, in others to help transform from coal to a fire, man, that's going to be a, a privilege of ours and amazing. So How, that's your hopes. Yeah, go on. Yeah. Well, and you know, to kind of, to kind of piggyback off of that, where, you know, we talked about this, obviously some of the people who are going to be listening to this know our story, right? Mm-hmm. They, they know where we come from. They know our background, why we do what we do. But for, for some of those new listeners, the ones who don't know who we are yet, what, what was that spark that started the fire inside of you? What, what makes you do what you do? And, and more specifically, even to that, like for the people who don't know, what do you do? I mean, the spark for me, I think, I mean, I grew up single parent family. My my dad left when I was, was very young. And um, I just think that planted in a, a chip on my shoulder, a desire in my heart to just want to be better, just to, I don't know whether I was just conscious of it, but I always felt I needed to prove something. Uh, what I, I think I have a huge kind of uh, weakness in the fact that I just want to be loved and I wanted to prove myself. Um, and in my early kind of teens, I think I turned my my curiosity to people. You know, I, I, I've been fascinated with psychology. I, I went to university. I went... And I became interested in why naughty people do naughty things. And I joined the police and, you know, I wanted to be a criminal profiler and I quickly became a 999 call handler and realized that criminal profilers don't really exist. They're just things on TV. And I tell you what, you know, and I was a very high performer. I was driven, determined to, to better myself, to make an impact, to, I guess, be loved, you know, to, to be respected and appreciated. I would be the type of guy that would tell everybody how successful I was and what I was doing, not because I was arrogant, although that's what people would perceive me to be just because I needed validation. I needed love. I needed acceptance. And it, and I didn't know that at the time, you know, I was just a hot shot young gun that was just, you know, it's not until I became a parent. You're still a became... hot shot by the end. <laughs> so hot but, shot. but I leave others to tell me that, you know, yes. years ago, I would have been the one telling you like, and and I'm, and I'm grateful that, you know, others would even say that. But I think I became a parent and I started my leadership journey at the same time. And I realized very quickly, it's not about me. Um, and, and growing as a leader, growing as a parent and, and, I, and the idea that we're here um, ultimately is our purpose and our gift is to serve others. I've realized that whatever gifts have been planted within me aren't for me. They're for the people that need it. And, you know, I, I, my greatest weakness is the need for love. My greatest strength is the fact that I give love and I really help people fall in love with themselves, fall in love with the things that they do and, and who they surround themselves with um, and ultimately help people show up and, and give that gift to others. And, you know, in the last three years, I've been running Always Better Than Yesterday. It was a passion project. I just loved it. Loved helping see people, you know, be the best versions of themselves and and and, and then go on to make an impact and give their own gifts away to the world. And yeah, the earlier this year 
in 2020, I, I left my full-time job in the police to, to be always better than yesterday full-time and, uh, you know, stand here with my blue love heart on my chest, very proud to have built something that I think has really made a difference in the lives of others. And it's, and it's brought in amazing human beings like your good self into, you know, our whole network of, of friends that we've made over the years, particularly through the master heart and mind group that we're part of. These are some of the most special people that I've ever had the privilege of, of, of knowing. And actually we've never met in physical person. And I think yeah. that is, that is testament to just how special people are when you connect at the heart level. Can I tell you, can I tell you one of my, and not a lot of people probably know this, um, but can I tell you what my favorite memory of you and I is today? My favorite memory of you and I today, or one, one of what I think is, it was just a really special moment for me was the day that you decided to turn in your notice at the police <laughs> and, and you called me and you had it written and you were, you were confidently uh, ready to go, but really much so questioning that decision and whether or not you should do it. And I just, I, you know, you and I had already been really close friends, but you know, that, that to me, there's, there's other times too with, with your faith journey and stuff that, that are, I think incredible, the relationship mm-hmm. you and I built through that as well. But I, I still remember that day and just, and just really knowing and believing that this was your time yeah. And being able to being able to be a person who walked through that with you and you and I've never met in person. Mm. It was just for me, that was um, that's one of the highest honors I could have I could have had uh, as your friend. It's, it's amazing because I remember that, too. And I think like you were so pumped for me. You were like, ah, I want to quit my job, too. <laughs> like, I want to join you. And I was like, Do you know what? It's just how fortunate I felt and how grateful I felt to have someone that was excited for me as I was myself. And, you know, I think that's, you know, true friendship and testament to, to how much, how big your heart is. But, but leading up to that moment, you know, you were putting out a lot of content around burn the boats, man, you got to burn the boats. And, and we were talking, I'd be like, yeah, great. That's great advice, Jonathan, but I've got a mortgage. I've got a house. I've got kids, to, you know, and it was always that, but in reality, what I did was I burned the boats, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I left before I was ready, and and I've been grateful of your support ever since. Well, it's it's been, you know, it's been incredible to me when you see, you know, I think that's something that you do very well. You've obviously done it with me before, but I think when you really see people in their lane, and you see yeah. people really living in the 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 understanding of who they were created to be, it's really easy to be the cheerleader for that. Right. Because you, like, it was, it was not a, there was no question in my mind that you going full-time and always better than yesterday was the best choice. It was just, of course, that's the best choice because that's, this is who you've been created to be. This is why you're here and you're in, you know, so for me, it was just like, well, duh, man, let's go. Like, I'm, I'm ready. You know, I was so excited and uh, yeah, I was sitting in the doctor's office when that happens, getting ready to go back for a, for a checkup and uh, Mm. still one of the coolest memories ever. And and really cool to be able to see how it's flourished and who you've been able to connect with and you know, the, the, the impact you've been able to make because of your ability to, 
pay full attention to it at this point. So I, I know what happened after that conversation in the doctor's office. And I just love you to share that story. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so it's funny, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm not really shy about where I have conversations, like, especially like if the conversations need to be had, I don't care who's around to me. I'm, I'm in my own world at that point. And, uh, and so you and I were having that conversation. I go back and I, I go back and I have my checkup. And as I'm, as I'm coming out, I'm at the receptionist desk and this elderly lady comes walking through and she says, are you, are you the young man that was having the conversation out in the lobby? I said, yes, ma'am. And I thought, great, I'm going to get yelled at for being on my phone in the doctor's office lobby where there's signs everywhere that say, please don't use your cell phone. Uh, I'm a rule breaker. Um, and uh, she said, uh, I just got to tell you, she was like, I just loved every part of your conversation and whoever that friend is on the other line, they are, they are just so lucky to have a friend who cares so much like you do. Yeah. She's like, and it's so encouraging. She was like, it was just incredible to hear. And, you know, and, and it's crazy. You never, you never realize that a moment that you're having with somebody else, um, that there might be a little bit of, you know, splashing of that positivity mm. and that goodness onto people around you also. Mm. I love that. And, and and for any of those people that have listened into this first episode so far and think that we're just going to be talking about lovey-dovey, nice, and how we love, you know, there have been moments when we've had to have some serious conversations, some real tough conversations. And I want to take you back and share a moment with you where Jonathan was spouting out all this nonsense about being an aspiring leadership speaker. <laughs> uh, and and I, I, I mustered up the courage to call Jonathan out on this occasion and just say, dude, why are you doing that? Like, stop it. Like college footballers or don't call themselves aspiring footballers. They're still footballers. They're just not full-time professional. They are right. still footballers. So my challenge to you, my friend, was to stop it, to drop it, and to embrace this sense of being a leadership speaker. So I'd love to bring you in now and just allow you to talk a little bit about your journey, about becoming a leadership coach, speaker, expert. Yeah, well, you know, you and I talk about this a lot, and it's, it's, really, it's really kind of crazy to me how similar our backgrounds are and where we came from. And just our life experiences, you know, mm. um, I came from uh, a divorced family, was raised by my mom, um, and we were extremely poor growing up. You know, I always tell people, you know, because there's always that, well, we were poor. And then it's like that, well, how poor were you? You know, and I always tell people, you know, like we would turn on the oven in the mornings up in Indiana, it's rather cold there in the winters. And, and we would turn on the oven and stand around the oven just to stay warm um, before we left the house, you know, cause we couldn't afford to turn our heat on in our house. And I've had a job since I was 12 uh, working to help pay bills and buy groceries and all of these things. And I think that just like you, there was this part of my life that I was constantly searching for some sort of validation or some sort of love. And, and because I didn't have that person in my life that was telling me that I was enough and that I was good enough and that I, I could accomplish great things. I, I really viewed the world through my circumstances and things that were going on in my family and, and, you know, some, some probably some, challenging decisions that my mom made that I, I'm not sure were the best, but they were what they were. And, um, 
So even as I went through college and got into the professional world, I kind of had that chip on my shoulder too, of I was going to prove to people that I was good enough. And even had a, a girlfriend back in the day, her mom told uh, her mom told her, please don't marry John, because if you do, you're going to be living in a trailer, eating off of paper plates and plastic cups for the rest of your life. He's a loser. He'll never make anything. And so there was that, there was that inside of me that drove me to try to be like super successful. Mm. And, you know, what I ended up figuring out through getting into the professional business world and into sales um, was that I had this need and I saw this need for, for someone to be in my life to encourage me, to love me and to believe in me. And, you know, I found that in my wife, she, she believed in me way more than anybody ever had in my life. And um, so it made me really start looking into like what leadership was, like what, what does it mean to be a leader? And for a long time, I thought it was very positional, you know, title-based, authoritative-based. Um, and through a lot of that self-discovery and understanding, it really had nothing to do with any of that stuff. And that, and that really is what kind of started um, molding and sculpting the, the message that I've been trying to share with people ever since is this idea that, man, you can, being a leader is about making a huge difference in people's lives, being that catalyst of self-belief, being the one that sees the unlimited potential that someone else has inside of them, even if they don't see it themselves and, and calling that unlimited potential out of people to chase their dreams, to live the life that they were created to make to, and for them to make the impact in other people's lives they were put here to make. And, you know, I started sharing that message in, in multiple different ways. And, and you did, I, I would always talk about, I would have this, this, I'm an aspiring leadership speaker and, and you're right. You know, you, you loved tough on me and you're like, no, mate, don't, you don't say that anymore. Was that, like a, the, was that a British accent? I just, no, mate. Just, uh, no, no I mate. can't even do it. I can't even do it. I say, mate. <laughs> you know, well, what, what's funny about that too, because I'm starting to have a lot of friends from across the pond and I, like England, the UK is one of the places I've always wanted to visit um, and will visit soon enough. Um, I find myself instead of saying, oh, I went to college. I'll often say, oh, well, yeah, you know, when I was in university and I'll, I'll say things like that and my wife will look at me and go, who are you? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? But anyway, so yeah, so, you know, and that's how you and I ultimately got connected was um, through, through always uh, better than yesterday. You were connected with Luke Frazier, mm -hmm. who was a part of depression to extinction. And, you know, I was a big part of that organization for, for a while. And uh, when you and I connected, um, I mean, it was like, we were brothers from another mother, man. We, you know, and, um, I think it's it's been really cool in uh, a life of where especially people view technology as and social media and all these things as the downfall to uh, our, our human relationships. Um, you and I have used it to to grow and develop, you know, a really close friendship where, I, you know, I tell people, you know, one of my best friends is a guy that I've never met before. And I, I just, it's just been really cool how all that's come about from a, from a love of, of inspiring people and, and 
and encouraging people. And now we get to do it together. Yeah, man. I love that. So let's start thinking towards our, our next episode. What are some of the topics or what topic do you think we should line up for, for, for our next episode? You know, something that it, it's really interesting for us. We're at this certain part in our journey, right? And there are one of the things that I think that gets missed out is people might hear our conversation and think, oh man, like they're, they're there, right? They're doing this stuff, but it's taken a lot for us to get started. There's been a lot of, um, a lot of mental battles that we've faced just even doing, sending out our first message about what we believe. There's been a lot of overcoming um, negativity from people around us that think, oh, well, what, who do they think they are doing this stuff? And I, I think it'd really be cool to talk about the beginning sure. and the challenges that we faced truly starting to live out what mm-hmm. we believe we were called to be and, and how you navigate some of that and how you overcome some of that. That's, I think that would be a, an interesting podcast to hear. Yeah, man. Sweet. How can we engage our listeners that have listened this far? How can they get involved in our conversation? Well, they can always join uh, always better than yesterday and follow that Facebook group. Um, what I think would be really interesting is as we're posting this, I would love to hear what the listeners would want to hear. So, um, messaging us, commenting on the podcast, um, you know, sending in either to you and I via social media, some topics that they would love to hear you and I spout on about for, for quite some time. And, um, you know, I, I think the more you and I could figure out what, people actually want to hear from us, the more value. And like, look, this is, this is one you and I've talked so many times, but I think this is the first time you and I have been doing something where we're the, we're doing it together. And so learning how we flow and get everything together, this is going to be a process, but um, you know, I think uh, the more input we get from people listening, the better. I think this is where I must have to study my Enneagram Made Easy book so I can really understand how to get the best out of the eight in you. <laughs> I'm a I'm a wait, I'm a seven wing eight is what I am. Oh, that's that's well, I, I had it open on seven. So, yeah, yeah, see, you know. Well, you only live once. It's true. You live once. Uh, so. What are, what about you? What are, you know? We we've talked about you and I talked about this and originally like what, what we were hoping to accomplish with this podcast, what, yeah. you know, what are some ways or what are some things that you're thinking that could help this be valuable to the people who are going to be listening to us? It is a, a space and time for people in their day. Um, you know, when, when people decide to use a podcast that whether they realize it or not, that's a form of self-care, self-love, self-leadership, because that is time that they are investing in them. Uh, and I take that time very seriously. You know, as much as we bring a sense of lighthearted and humor to, to our approach, I really want to make this a time and space where people feel better as a result. Now that better might mean happier. 
it might mean more connected. It might mean more insightful, understood. It might mean inspired or motivated to take action. I don't want to be so specific around what it means to individuals. I would love them to decide what that really means. But ultimately, I recognize that any time spent listening to us, uh, Cowboys Talk On, is, <laughs> is an investment. And, and we need to make sure that everything is is in line with just being useful. I really like being of service and being useful. Um, and, and for me, you talked about catalyst. My, my word would be legacy. And I think the legacy of this podcast and anything that I do in life and anything that we do together, the legacy is, is the things that people go on to do as a result of the time that they spend with us. And I would just love to know some of those things that people do as a result of maybe something that you say, maybe a thought or a feeling or emotion that comes up as a result of our conversation that all of a sudden life was never the same again because they've taken action or they've seen themselves in a different way. They've seen opportunities in a different way. Uh, And I love being a part of that. I love being a part of helping people help themselves and, and, and move forward in their own way. Yeah. And I love that word legacy too. Like we mentioned that before we got on and this Mm. idea of legacy and, and the impact that happens after we're gone. Mm. And, you know, I always, I always equate it to like a waterfall, right. Or the trickle down effect. You've heard of trickle down economics. And I believe there's an idea of trickle down impact and trickle down inspiration. And it's, it's what someone is encouraged to do because they, you know, they took some time and, and found value in what we're doing mm. and how that person deciding to, you know, to move in whatever direction that is for them, then inspires people around them to move in whatever direction that means for them, that inspires someone else, that inspires someone else. And, you know, to your point in the conversation earlier, people are always watching and listening. That I didn't know that that lady was in the, in the waiting room of the doctor's office, but it, it changed her that day. And maybe just maybe, I don't know, but maybe just maybe she left that doctor's office with a whole different positive attitude. And because of that, she was able to trickle that down onto somebody else whose, whose direction of their day was changed a little bit. And, you know, I, I ultimately think for you and I, that's, um, that would be my hope is how we inspire other people to move in whatever it is for them that then allows them to inspire other people to do the same. You're so right. I shared something recently on my, on my, on my socials that, um, that, that took me back to my uh, basic training, my basic law training when I joined the police in 2008. And I was introduced to a concept called um, Dr. Edmund Locard's. Um, oh, it's gone out of my head. Uh, basically the, the principle exchange principle there we go mm. and the exchange principle is is basically a concept that every contact leaves a trace and police officers and police detectives are trained in this uh this concept because it helps them think that about the offender bringing something to a crime scene which means that there will be evidence for them to find and connect it so that's used in a very police setting but i've I've been trying to rework that or even thinking about it from a a human leadership perspective and it ties onto what you said if we were just so mindful and conscious that every contact leaves a trace whether that be positive whether that be negative then my intention and our intention would be to make sure that this contact leaves a positive trace. 
man, this, you know what I, you know what that made me think about? See, and this is, this is where, this is the times, this is what I want people to hear. Just where you and I have conversations and it makes us think about different things. It makes me think about a fingerprint. Mm. And we each individually have our own unique fingerprint. But when you, but when, you know, back in the day they you know, I, I think about CSI and they've got the brush with the powder and they're looking for fingerprints. Um, each one of us has our own unique fingerprint. And anytime we come in contact with somebody else, we're leaving an, we're leaving an impression of our fingerprint on that person. And, and they're going to carry it with them and they're going to carry it with them for some time. The, the idea behind it is what do we want them to carry? Mm. Do we want them to carry something that, that is encouraging and light and uplifting that makes their journey a little bit less burdensome or, mm. or are we imprinting something on them that causes them great burden and, mm. and, you know, that, that difference between positive and negative, but that, that exchange here, that's what, as you were talking about that, that's what it was making me think of just, you know, the, the imprint that we're making on people. And even those with the fingerprint, the acknowledgement that there is no two fingerprints the same. Mm. Yep. So good. So good. Because each one of these, okay, go on. Well, I was going to say, just because each person, um, whatever, whatever somebody gets from you, it's going to be changed into their life, into their world, into their, you know, lens that they see things through and, and then how they impact is going to be different, but it all comes back. It all comes traces back to the original source, right? And, you know, you want to be a, you want to be a really good source for people. Um, Yeah. I love that. You and I could talk all day long, but for the benefit of our listeners, what is, how, how frequently will we be putting out podcasts for the benefit of, of our listeners? You know, I think, uh, I think that's going to be evolutionary. I think mm-hmm. right now we, we put out maybe one or two a month um, and give and let's see what the, let's see what the people want. Um, if they want to hear from us more often, then awesome. If twice a month is great, then I say we continue on that tempo. Um, you know, because again, to your point, this is time that people are going to be taking out of their day um, to share space with us and our conversations. And so, um, you know, I, uh, if, if it's going to be a value to them and they want more, then let's do it. Um, if not, I want to be very cognizant of that time and at least allow them to enjoy the time that they do have with us. Amazing. And shall we wrap it up there? Yeah. I say, look, we appreciate you guys for tuning in again. This is, this is new. This is something Ryan and I have talked about for some time about how we start to uh, intertwine ourselves a little bit more and and work together a little bit more. Um, And so, you know, we're going to, we're going to be exploring some of that and we're really, you know, I'm really excited. I know you're really excited about, um, how the two of us together can can really start trying to help make an impact in other people's lives and so i'm 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 incredibly excited about this amazing thank you for taking the time to listen this far and we look forward to coming back real soon with episode two much love bye guys